It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Tonight you are having a night. This episode is all about drinks. drinks. Kind of our favorite subject other than food. Yeah. And if you're going to throw a dinner party, unless, of course, you know, you guys aren't drinkers, which you can still throw a fantastic dinner party, you got to have some good drinks. A little bit of booze. A lot of booze. Sorry. A lot of booze. Mm -hmm. Social lubricant. Oof. So true. In fact, last night I was at this dinner party and I wasn't really drinking and there was a part of me that was like, Am I even going to be able to get through this? And of course I could. It's Obviously, it's not actually a problem. But you know that feeling where you're like, it's just one glass of wine just makes you feel like a more bubbly version of yourself. Yeah. And I also think it's about holding the glass. I guess yes. you could fill it with a different beverage. But having something to hold on to it's while so you walk true. around is like having this little like friend. Just Small like, safety blanket. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so it's true. So, yeah. Obviously, when you're having a dinner party, it's great to start with a round of cocktails, but making a cocktail for everybody is so overwhelming. So, way too overwhelming. Some dude comes in, he's like, well, I'd rather have whiskey. Some girl comes in, she's like, well, I would rather have gin or vodka. Yeah, and you don't want to get really overwhelmed before the dinner party when you're grocery shopping, like, oh, crap, I got to restock my bar with everything. I got to go to the liquor store. I got to go to the wine store. You know what people love? What do people love, Ari? Fewer choices. Oh, it's so true. You know that feeling, yeah, like people come into your house or I'll go into somebody else's house and they're like, okay, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, yeah, well, what do you have? Yeah. And it's like, that's a shitty, you know. Yeah. So to evade that panic, we've got the answer for you, Sophie. Punch, 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 punch. You gotta make, gotta make the punch. punch. Step one, though, it's... Real hard to make a punch if you don't have a bowl. So just do yourself a favor. If there's like a Goodwill or an antique shop, even just, you know, a CB2 or something, a Target, go get a glass punch bowl and a ladle. It's going to change your life. It really, it's so necessary to have one. I've tried doing it with a big salad Salad bowl. bowl. And it's like not the a, same. it's not the same. It it because there's something about the fact that the salad bowl doesn't sort of cave back in. Yeah, you know that it just gets so messy and it's really wide. unwieldy. It's taking it's up a lot wide. of counter space too. Yep, way too much counter space. Get yourself a punch bowl, and you also want to be able to see the punch mm-hmm. because sometimes I'll I used to just put stuff in a nice pitcher, but then you can't see it, and I think. It's all about appearances. Yeah. And if people walk in and they're thinking like, ooh, I want to make myself, you know, a Martinez, which is a cocktail that I had on Friday, which was very good, but complicated. And then they see a punch bowl with, you know, beautiful color with some slices of fruit floating on top. The idea, the Martinez idea is gone out the window. They want the punch. Everybody wants the punch. You got to like, it's a lure. 
Yeah, we're going to teach you how to make one of the most beautiful punches ever. We're hoping to teach you how to make a punch that's strong, but not quite, won't won't exactly render you a vegetable. No. After wondering. Well, let's establish that, like, you are making an elegant, cool punch. You yeah. know, we're, you're not making punch in a trash bag for 150 people, you know? Yeah. This is a way, it's a way to distract people from going through your liquor cabinet, for asking you for things, because often... People come in, you want to get them a drink. So if you have everything set up already, we're talking about the beginning hours, the beginning minutes of a dinner party. You're still probably putting final touches on your dishes. Maybe you haven't finished setting the table. It's a great distraction. So this is my favorite kind of punch to make is you take whatever your base is. I feel like I would usually go for vodka or gin just because, well, gin has a little bit more flavor. Vodka obviously is pretty neutral and almost everybody loves to drink it. Vodka or gin, take a bottle of Aperol or Campari if you're feeling feisty, or mix the two. Mm-hmm. Um, take a dry vermouth and then a bubbly, bubbles of some kind. So it could be seltzer, or you could go crazy and do like a rose wine or a prosecco, prosecco. or something. So wonder, tasty. What was that grape? Wasn't there that grapefruit thing Ooh. with that like pop bottle? What mm-hmm. was that? Oh, that was good. Oh, we'll get it was back like, to yeah, you. On that. You frizzed it, right? Yeah. So that's super easy. You just kind of futz around with the different, with the... Um, the ratios. The ratios, exactly. I yeah. feel like I would do one gin to one Aperol or Campari mm-hmm. to two... Bubbles. Bubbles, exactly. Yes. And then tequila, obviously, is very cool right now. If you wanted to do tequila, just do tequila, grapefruit, and a bunch of sparkling water. Yeah. It's basically just a Paloma... Paloma? Paloma. Paloma. Oh my God, what's happening means grapefruit in Spanish. It's a paloma. (laughs) Paloma, but on a big scale. Yeah. Then I think the best thing to do and what's so easy is just like cut a bunch of rounds of fruit or like berries. So beautiful. So beautiful. It looks so impressive. It takes two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. You could do grapefruit and limes. You could do key lime. Mm. You could do Meyer lemon. Just like get some different colors. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, a kumquat is very unexpected. Very unexpected. Surprise kumquat. (laughs) And then my favorite thing is to make a beautiful block of ice. I forget where I learned this. I think I probably read that, like, I don't know, Daniel Ballou did it somewhere somehow, and I have been doing a bootleg version of it. But you take your Tupperware, Uh you fill it halfway up with water, you put that into the freezer, Mm -hmm. you take it out after a couple of hours when it's mostly set, you put a bunch of rounds of fruit in it. So like orange rounds, or you could even do like edible flowers or whatever. Mm -hmm. You put another, you fill the rest of it up with water. So, you know, it's like one layer ice, one layer, one layer fruit, and then water, put it it back into the freezer. Oh, and and then you can like take it out and put a few more rounds of fruit on it when it's mostly set. Mm -hmm. Then you um, take that Tupperware Put it under cold water so that the ice comes out. And uh-huh. it's like the most beautiful block of ice. Everybody's like, where did you buy this? <laughs> and you're Secret like. is my freezer. Oh, my God. It's so easy. I haven't done that with a big giant one. And that's really cool, too. Yeah, you do a giant cube. As I take, a, yeah. like, one of those square Tupperware containers that's, like, Ooh. what, like, eight inches by eight Yeah, inches. or you could do a round one. That would be cool. Yeah, round. Oh, yeah, sometimes I'll use a pie tin. Uh-huh. And oh, it's guys. so easy, and it's so pretty. People, like, really think it's something spectacular. Do it. Do it. I also read one time that you could fill do fill up um, water balloons, put them in your freezer. Yes. And then cut them open. And for, then they're round. For small rounds. Like, how 
around her all Oh long. my god, I once bought my mother, she loves decorative ice, <laughs> bought her like this contraption to make round mm-hmm. ice cubes and it was way too complicated. Just use balloons. Yeah, use a small balloon. Don't put your ice in until right before the guests get there because you don't want it melting. Absolutely. Just, you can make the punch. You don't. It doesn't need to be cold. You can yeah. do it room temp, have it on your counter, and then right before the guests come, boop, put, yeah, the, I put would the ice say- cube in there. Do it room temp, save the bubbles until the guests are about to get there, add the bubbles, put in your big, beautiful ice cube, and there you have a beautiful punch. Yeah. All right, guys. So make your punch. Done. Have your guests bring wine. Oh, my God. People, it's... you're inviting them over there. They're going to ask, what can I bring? What can I bring? Don't let them bring food. Unless Obviously. they are, you know, your friend makes a fantastic, her famous green beans. I don't know. <laughs> Don't let them bring food. You're doing that. That's part of the fun and the joy of hosting. And also, you are having people over so that you can host them, so that they can actually be guests, not so that they can put in work. I feel like Gabrielle Hamilton wrote an article about this that I read, and I completely agreed, where it's like, if I'm having you over to my house, I'm not expecting you to come over and work and help me and help me prep and bring a dish. I'm having you over so that... Well, But you don't even let me sometimes. But you and I are also throwing things together. But I'm having you over to really come... As a guest. Mm-hmm. And so, exactly, if the person is like, well, what kind of food can I bring? No, please, also, please don't bring food. I don't I don't know what my menu is yet, but bring me wine. Not only say, you can bring wine, say, well, I'm going to be cooking this, so have an idea. Maybe that'll force you to figure out what your menu is, true. Sophie. True, true, true. Say, well, I'm cooking steak, so could you please bring a bottle of, if you want to just be broad red if you want to be specific a california cabernet sauvignon there you go maybe a little too bodacious here's a secret i don't know that much about wine it's really embarrassing and i have been trying and trying and trying to get better Mm -hmm. reading about it reading like wine spectator reading about wine reading stories about wine and it just goes in one ear out the other it doesn't matter you just tell your friends what to bring you Unless you've got, like, your friends a psalm and they're coming over for dinner, no one's going to judge that's awesome. if you don't know anything about wine. Don't let that be uh, prevent you from, from throwing a dinner party. Yeah. I will say, though, also, you know, there's all these thoughts of, okay, well, if I'm having red meat, then obviously I want red. If I'm having fish, then I want white. I feel like there are so many people who only like to drink white or only like to drink red, so I think it's so nice to have a big mix in there. Mm-hmm. And like anybody at a wine store will be able to say, oh, okay, if your friend is cooking steak, but they want to ru- but but you want to have a white, then like, what is a white that is robust enough that it can be paired with a steak and not get totally washed out? Yes. Um, and so I feel like if you tell people sort of what you're cooking, then they'll at least have a sense of the kind of stuff that they can bring. And also at a certain point in the dinner party, nobody cares about what they're drinking as long as it's getting them a little bit buzzed. Yeah. Look, if you have that one friend who you know is just going to go to, like, a liquor store that has a really, really crap selection of wine and they're going to bring you, you know, a magnum of yellowtail, tell them they don't need to bring anything. Chips. Bring chips. <laughs> there are so many good wines that are under 15 bucks. I think it just takes a little bit of research to find them. Mm-hmm. But something that I love is those Underwood cans. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a really yummy rosé. They yep. do a really good... Pinot Noir, a good bubbly something or other. 
that, I mean, those cans, they're like six bucks or something like that. And they're totally yummy. And that, ooh, that's also a really good garnish for the punch. Mm-hmm. It's like to buy a bunch of those cans and just throw those in. Yeah. And that's like a pretty cheap way of getting some yeah, bubbles into your Prose- punch. Yeah, or a cheapish bottle of Prosecco. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So once you have all of your wine, obviously you don't need to chill your reds. Although, secret, I love a chilled red. Mm-hmm. But get a big ice bucket. Throw all of the wines in there, and then it can be self-service, which I think is so nice. Of course, once you're eating, like, you just put the bottles on the table. But when people get there and they're saying, oh, hey, can I have a glass? Where do I get a glass, etc.? You just set everything up mm-hmm. on your little island in your kitchen, wherever you have room in your apartment yeah. to do it. Set up all of the glasses, set up the wine in the ice bucket, set out your punch Mm -hmm. so that people can just self-serve so that it doesn't become you. You're trying to be the chef. You're also trying to be the bartender and the waiter. Yeah. Get a punch bowl. Get a wine bucket. It took me so long to get a wine bucket. You can get them at Party City. It's actually, you you think in your head, oh, I must have a large receptacle that could hold multiple bottles of wine. You You don't. don't. You don't. There's no other use for such a receptacle. No one has like a bin. I have two of them and I keep them stowed away in like a really high Mm -hmm. cupboard somewhere in my kitchen. I take them out every single party. I think they were 11 bucks from Party City. Yeah. Best investment ever. Also, you don't have to have nice cups for this, obviously. Like, it's great to have... I. I love these cups from CB2. They're called the Marta Cooler, mm-hmm. and they're two fifty each. And like, I'm not pro buying plastic, and so it's like if you have a bunch of glasses, that's great. You should use them. Sometimes, obviously, duty calls, and you just need to go to Party City and buy like a one hundred pack of plastic cups. But Those clear so- ones are nice. Don't get the kind that you have to put together because you're oh gonna God. forget to do it. And also, somebody is gonna end up spilling that. Oh, I can't. I'm so happy that you just brought that up. But it's like. Is there anything worse than those stupid ones? I'm always taking off the bottom. Oh, I know. They're it's like so, a play thing. They're really stupid. Yeah. Don't no, get the, buy those. Get the, just the clear plas- uh Yeah, the clear ones. Clear plastic tumblers, and they'll come in like, they have ones that are like gold, or they have cute colored ones, you know, if you're feeling festive. Yeah, and I always put out, um, I hate it when people have one drink in one glass, forget where they put it, and then have put out um, at the drink bar... Um, of like a mason jar with a couple sharpies in it. Yeah, and people will write their name. Simple. And let's say that you're, let's say that you are having a dinner party for twelve people, and that's maybe not like you know that you have twelve glasses somewhere, but they're all mismatched. That's fine. Yes. People love to drink wine out of a tumbler. It makes them feel so Italian. Mm-hmm. You know, a so jar like, is cute. Exactly. Even a mug could be cute. I've never done that, but I have so many mugs. Yeah, so don't feel stressed out about the glassware as long as as long as what you're serving is delish. No yeah. one will care. So one last question. Please. Where? Where or where in your apartment do you do this? I know you said Kitchen Island, but here's the thing. I always find that when I'm trying to finish the last touches of a meal and the bar's on the Kitchen Island, because that seems like the most obvious place to do it, right? Then people start asking me if they can help. They're right up in my space. Agreed. So I need more room. So I put the bar near the dining table, on the coffee table. If there's a bar cart, do it there. Then you can kind of lure your guests away from your little situation. And you can get them, you know orbiting around a a little drink station and and talking to each other and not to you. Yeah. We need to close on 
our favorite drink of all, which you could make as a punch that we make every summer on the 4th of July, called whore water. Whore water. It's possibly the best cocktail of all time. Let's talk about whore water. Whore water is um, a cocktail that Sophie and I have been making, which, you know, is in this case a punch. Um, There's nothing... There's no reason you couldn't make a big batch of it. That is inspired by this cocktail I had at a restaurant in uh, New York in Fort Greene called Number 7. I think, I don't know if they, it's still on the menu. This is, I don't know, five, ten years ago. It was not on the menu. Okay. Tragedy. It's summer um, because the base of it is watermelon. So this is actually a little more work than just throwing some, you know, opening some bob- bottles. 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 But it's super worth it. If you can do it ahead of time. Yes. Because you can do this ahead of time. So buy yourself a watermelon. Two watermelons, depending on how many people. Yes. So the first thing that you do is take a half of of one watermelon. Yes. Cut it into chunks. Put those chunks into the freezer. They turn into ice cubes. Guys. Guys, it's incredible. It's the best. Talk about like a fancy... You oh can my do God. this with a lot of different fruit, but um, a lot of fruit kind of looks, gets kind of like a gray or whitish cast to it when it's been frozen. But watermelon, it's really shiny and beautiful. So cut it into like ice cube sizes. Yeah. Into, into. Put it on a sheet tray. One inch by one inch chunks onto a sheet pan, put it in the freezer. Do that. Okay. Step two. The remaining watermelon, puree it. Put it in your blender, blender. puree all of it. Yes. Step three. Lime juice. Lime juice. Lime is always good to have on hand, too. Yes. And lemons. Mm -hmm. But even, I almost think limes more than lemons when it comes to drinks. True. Okay. Juice, I I don't know, a a butt, a shit ton of lemon. Limes. Juice Juice a shit shit ton ton of of limes. limes. Maybe 12 of them. Yes. Depending on how juicy they are. And then alcohol. Mix it all together. With some vodka. Vodka. We usually use vodka. We usually use tequila. Oh my God, how dare I yeah. get this wrong? Equal parts tequila and watermelon. As much lime juice as you can stand, do it as as you taste. But I would do like half lime to the amount of watermelon and tequila that you used. Take those beautiful watermelon ice cubes, throw them in each glass, pour it over. Oh my God, you're in heaven. Garnish with some mint? Ooh, garnish with some mint. Or basil. Mmm, basil, that's right. Boom, whore water. Do you have any punch stories? Okay, once I was throwing a big dinner party at my friend Adam's house in L.A., and I wanted to do either a punch or just like a novelty drink. It was a barbecue. So I bought a bunch of, you know, you can get like melon rounds pre-made at like, you know, probably not Whole Foods. Usually like a lower end grocery store will do them. They're just like little balls. Someone has a melon baller. You don't. I don't. Um, someone at the grocery store does and they sell them, they're pretty, you know, a little more expensive. You could just freeze them and those would be beautiful ice cubes as well. Yes. You know, but I soaked them in tequila Ooh. and then froze them and kind of passed them around as like, have a little like boozy pop, fruity popsicle ball. But then I also made a punch. So it was like, you can use these boozy ice cube, fruit ice cubes. They're little globes of booze-infused melon in your drink. Everyone, Sophie, because they were so delicious. Everyone was just eating them. It was hot. It was LA You can't see me right now, but I'm almost weeping from how excited I am at the thought of doing this. We got to do this next week. We got to do this next week. Anyway, 
We have to be careful, though. You can't let them soak too long. That's what I did. They absorb more and more and more and more liquid. So just soak them, guys. Soak the melon balls for, I don't know, 15 minutes, an hour, because they were so boozy. Everyone, people were jumping into the pool with their clothes on. I mean, I, I'm i like, thankfully not responsible for anyone's, you know, being injured, but we, I was almost there. I love that. What a great idea. So at Yale Drama, where Ari and I met and where we went to school, the first year actors throw prom for everybody for the for, really it's for the third year actors, but it's technically like for the entire school. And being a party thrower, my friend Aaliyah and I were put in charge of alcohol. So I think we were given $150 to basically figure out how to get what, like 300 people drunk? Mm-hmm. So oh, no. we made a punch that, I mean, honestly, it's not a particularly funny story because I did end up breaking my ankle at the end of the night, if that's indicative of, like, how strong the punch was. But it was Blackout City Punch. I mean, it was did so Did you use intense. grain alcohol? We used grain alcohol. Oof. And then just, like, I think I think it was grain alcohol, Yeah, probably some pineapple juice. It was totally delicious, but, I mean, one cup of it and you were just gone. You were so, having a night. Having quite a night. And now, a brief word on hangovers. What do you do to cure your hangovers? I don't know. I <laughs> Wait, what are your hangovers like? Because I feel like everybody has such different hangovers. I have a massive headache, and um, my hangovers are identifiable physically because I feel like I walk like Stregonona. Like, I cannot, my body will not be upright. I, it's like I'm leaning over. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a hunchback. <laughs> So That's the greatest description. My my, I have such a big headache. I am real nauseous, uh-huh. but not like um like a gagging nauseous, just like a dizzy. Like you know, probably I was going to sleep and the room was spinning. I woke up, yeah. the room was still spinning. And like you just don't want to eat food, kind of thing. Oh no, I want to eat so much mm-hmm. food because I don't know if it's if the food is actually alleviating the the pain or if it's just a welcome distraction yeah you just gotta stuff something else into your system mm-hmm. what do you do do you drink like brioski what the hell is That's that like this crazy fizzy stuff i want it, it no work. i first of all i smoke weed mm-hmm. which really helps yeah in the morning but then like i go back to bed i'll take like Sleep one hit. works i'm not crazy you yeah. know no, no. Like, take like a hit of weed i always want uh, sugary, fizzy beverages. Like, I never oh crave God. soda, and when I'm hungover, it's all I want. So yes. I'll often have, like, a Coke or ginger root beer ale. or yeah. ginger ale. I'll do, yeah. And then I'm always, like, whenever... I feel like when I'm hungover, I'm always like, oh, I really want to want certain foods. Like, mm-hmm. I want to want a cheeseburger, but my body actually doesn't want a cheeseburger. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, so I feel like I kind yeah. of just am not... I don't really eat that much. I just kind of have, like, a, a soda... A soda and hit off my vape pan. Yeah, wow, that's a <laughs> lifestyle. That's awesome. It's kind of nice, but I also have the thing where when I'm when I'm drunk slash hungover, mm-hmm. I wake up at four a.m. I can't fall back asleep, Oof. or like I wake up at six a.m. I can't fall back asleep. So weed's super helpful for that. Wow, I feel like I bet pickle juice is really good, like sauerkraut. I like juice. things that are sour or tart mm. when I'm hungover because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the taste of like electrolytes or salt or I also yeah. always want. Um, 
orange juice or grapefruit juice. Yes. Like the sweet, tart, vitamin C. And I want a bagel. That's like my ideal mm. situation. But I feel like that's why people love brunches. They're hungover and they go out and they get so many drinks. You know, it's like I have a cappuccino and I have an orange juice and I have my water and I have... Oh, my God. So... Yeah. Yeah. So many beverages. You might also have, like, a Bloody Mary. You might have a green juice. So are you a hair of the dog person? No. Me neither. I feel like when I'm hungover, the last thing I want to do is drink. But then sometimes I do it, and I feel great. (laughs) Turns out it works. It works. That's a really tried and true method. Mm -hmm. What do you drink if you really don't want to be hungover, but you want to drink alcohol? I try and drink a lot of water before I start drinking and Mm -hmm. early on when I'm drinking, Mm -hmm. which is helpful. Um, I stick to one thing. Like, I'll just drink vodka. Mm-hmm. I will not drink any cheap wine. I yes, feel like agreed. It's I will not sugar. drink anything with sugar. Not that I do really anyway, but because uh, I just don't like those types of cocktails. But, yeah, I'll just, like, drink straight vodka. Yeah. I do find like a that. boss. Yeah. <laughs> I do find that when I stick to tequila, I feel great the next day. Like, there will sometimes be, like, a little, what? What? What's happening? No, I love it. I love it. It's It's just, like, I'm, like, did did Don Julio pay you to do that? I feel great. I feel so good when I know. Because tequila is, like, a dangerous one. Oh, it's my favorite. I don't find it dangerous. I don't think that there's any difference in the way we are affected by different kinds of alcohols, but it's such a thing. People are like, well, I can't drink whiskey because I cry. Well, I always always thought that gin made me sad. And then I realized that it was just vodka with, it's just vodka with aromatics. So it can't be the gin that's making me sad. I think you're right. It's whatever. Plus, I drink so many Negronis. If it really made me sad, I would know by now. No, it's your favorite drink. It is my favorite drink. But gin, no, but tequila is my favorite spirit. But, yeah. Yeah, Negroni's my favorite cocktail. For sure. We'll do a whole ep- other episode on cocktails. Yeah. Well, it's hard to drink punch and not get hungover. I think it's like every yeah. time you pour, put a ladle back into that punch bowl, you're like, oh, I'm going to feel this tomorrow. I think you just have to go in with the knowledge that you're going to be hungover the next day and not have anything planned. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? I, I mean, it's so nice to wake up in the morning and then bring your computer into bed and like watch a movie and just not get out of bed until I've never noon. done that. On a Sunday? I hate having a computer in bed. Especially hungover because I hate being hot when I'm hungover, and when the com- the computer makes the whole bed hot. I also think showering is really good. <laughs> showering always good. <laughs> I'm convinced it like is coming out through my pores, oh, yeah. and so that's why showering toxins. helps. Oh, maybe a good sweat. Hmm. Yeah, not like a workout sweat, like a steam room sweat. Yeah. Very detoxifying. Oof, that's all I got. Not right now. Cheers to punch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.